0: Relevant content for our members, by our members. This is TMC Connect.
1: Happy Tuesday, everyone. Rich Swierbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here, once again, with the last week in mortgage today, our weekly whirlwind through all the latest uh, in the mortgage industry. Uh, Each week, pleased to be joined by one of our lender members as my co-host. And this week, really pleased to have in the co-pilot seat President of Family First Funding, Gabe Gillen. Gabe, great to see you, bud. Thanks for having me, Rich. And everybody will have to excuse my scratchy voice, still uh, ailing from Saturday and Sunday night, Guardians games uh, at Progressive Field. So hopefully uh, today's game a little bit easier on the voice as we record live a couple hours before my Indians and Gabe's Yankees face off in uh, game 5 of uh, Pivotal Opening Round Series. Funny how the co-host slot worked out to be on this day. Hey, you couldn't kind of have written the name better. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, as always, any questions, comments, thoughts, anything, pump them in the chat or the Q&A, and uh, we will incorporate it into the show. Gabe, as we have most Tuesdays this year, we start with the interest rate climate, not because it's uh, rosy, but because it continues to kind of define um, at least a broader narrative for residential lending and the housing market. And, uh, last week, a uh, series of economic data headlined by uh, Wednesday's CPI number, Consumer Price Index, kind of the headline inflation number, a little hotter than expected. Uh, sick of uttering that line this year a little hotter than expected as it relates to inflation numbers but a ala, lot alas uh, here we are once again and uh you know we saw the market not react great to it and we're still in this kind of like the crappy headlines we all hate to hear the, the you know highest rates in 20 years so you have any uh,
0: rays of optimism for us to get the show started outside of that noise yeah I find that if you ask six different people, you're going to get six different estimates of when this is going to turn around, right? Everybody keeps talking about a, a four to a mid fours, you know, kind of coupon or, or rate. Um, I've heard everything from this coming spring to August to the end of next year. Um, not, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, I think that's what's been pretty consistent is everyone just wonders and says, how can it go much higher? right? And then sure enough, a week goes by or a day goes by or you know two hours go by and all of a sudden you have a big reversal in the bond market. So um, I'm optimistic, I'm, I, but I think I'm also kind of a realist where July or August is, is hopefully um, when I'm going to kind of split the middle rather than uh, go with the the too optimistic or too pessimistic view of uh, 2023, that is.
1: Yeah, that's great points. And I, and I think that um, the thing that is unique about this climate right now is that to me, there's just so much fear priced into the mortgage bond market. Like rates are higher and mortgage bond prices are lower than they really should be given everything that's going on. And it's, it's, you know, like the falling knife thing. It, it's like when any market is kind of falling, you just get people that are just like, you know what? I'm out. Like I've lost enough or I don't want to be on the bottom of this. So right now you have so much fear priced into the bond market, the mortgage bond market, people a lot smarter than me I talk to and read, they say, man, if we do start to see a reversal on this inflation data, um, you could see a very rapid uh, uh, rise in mortgage bond prices, reduction in, in mortgage rates, just because right now there's there's a lot of fear and uncertainty priced into the market.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think we've we've seen that for. I mean, I guess we've seen it for a while. I mean, and the servicing values are just you know if this is the height or close to the height, right? Why would a servicer be willing to pay much of anything to take this loan on the books for eight to twelve months? Maybe I mean, shoot, it could be five months if it, if it turns out to be March, right? So I think that's something that's also been a pretty big struggle for loan officers, um, depending on the the business model for the the mortgage company or the branch model. You know, there's just not that much margin in loans, even government loans. You know, it's a it's much different than we've seen. You know, forget about how high rates are, but the fact, you know, some, most salespeople I think can sell the rates if that's what everybody's selling. It's not difficult if that's all that's out there, right? But if there's no margin, then they still have to do the same amount of work, you give worse news, and not have as much premium in the in the loan itself. So it's it's definitely a tough kind of combination of Of all those factors, what's going on right now? It's a great point.
1: There's there's fear priced into the mortgage bond market, and there's fear priced into the secondary market in the mortgage lending industry right now. Right? If it's if it's buyers of agency MBS that you know are buying five and a half, six, six and a half percent securities, um, not willing to pay to your point much of a premium margin to lenders um, for coupons within handle because of what we talked about—the likelihood that rates are lower before they are higher and the prepay risk associated with that, but all the, all the non-conforming products as well, really not much of a market for that at all right now. But again, those are things that could change pretty quickly. I mean, um, if if we do see a reversal in the inflation data um, in a rally to the mortgage bond market, I mean, if, if those that are smarter than me. Are correct, and you have a ton of fear priced in the market. You start to see the numbers reverse. <coughs> C rates drop as quickly as they've risen here these last couple months. Uh, picture the climate with a lot of underlying demand still out there to purchase homes. Uh, if we did find ourselves uh, in the mid fours sooner
0: rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then you know, don't forget about probably a trillion plus refinance volume. That's going to come back right it's going to be uh, a bit of um, you know an operational struggle for a lot of companies that made you know tough decisions but smart decisions and had to lay off and cut some staff and downsize during this uh, this like the present you know year right so it's kind of like a it's, this is probably the quickest whipsaw kind of vicious circle that that I've seen and you know um, I haven't been doing this too long but still at least in the last 15, 17 years here
1: when you see volatility in markets it presents opportunity and you know i think that um the one thing we're also starting to see now is just continued uh growth in rents it's starting to slow in in some areas but um still elevated levels rents lag like you know the uh interest rates and home prices are fluid markets right they're constantly moving and are constantly changing rents, they move slower because people are blocked into year, two year leases and landlords can't change uh, rents the way that mortgage rates change on a daily basis. So again, people smarter than me, um, part of the opportunity that lies ahead on the other side of this market is going to be, you're going to have this period where if and when rates do drop, it is going to be dramatically the better option for people to buy if they qualify, than to rent. Because of that kind of the lag that we see on rents, if landlords will ultimately be forced to lower rents if interest rates and home prices drop, but it's going to take longer and it's going to open up more opportunity
0: in the home purchase market, no? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm probably... The worst person to talk to is a, a residential landlord because I don't think I've ever raised rent on any of my investment properties, and I, I should have, and I'm sure I could have, especially when I've read some of the the statistics from the last you know three four years of how much they've risen. Um, but yeah, no, I mean if if the only option is going to be to uh, because of demand and because of additional inventory that'll come from lowering of interest rates the only option is going to be that these landlords are gonna have to cut their rent because of competition or you know because of how high these rents are now if they do not if the landlords do not lower their rents then by all means you know why rent if you can own and pay the same less
1: Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, the landlords that own these properties have been very, very well publicized. The uh, spawn institutional investors, right? Historically, uh, 11, 12, 13 percent historically of of all home purchases, non-owner occupied. We've seen that catapult last year was high. First quarter of this year was extraordinarily high. I want to say it was damn near 20 percent. But um you could see on the inventory side, the home purchase side, the returning the home purchase market to healthy uh, side, a lot of these landlords that may want to, hey, maybe this is the top and maybe it's time to sell some of these investment properties that we own.
0: Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can uh, work something out with their tenants so that way they don't they don't lose out on, on both, right? Um, I think it will be an opportunity for that. I mean, I know that'll help get some new resale inventory out there, right, to... Uh, to the public as well um it's gonna be interesting to see that's for sure um because you know everything is really contingent on on that inflation number right and everything is everybody's just kind of sitting watching and waiting um every time they come out or every time there's any kind of economic indicator released you know we i almost stop even guessing what's going to happen right because i think i've been wrong i mean i've been wrong more than i've been right but um it's it's been it's been uh, yeah it's been uh, it, there's been there hasn't been a ton of logic in some of the things that have happened right or there's been there's been complete there's been competing um economic that data that you would think would have drive, driven it differently and then here we are at the end of you know 8:30 in the morning and we get the announcement and i just shut down one of my um one of my websites i have my google chrome websites, which was an nbs you know rate alert i don't know if you heard that in the background right so those that those were good noises those are bells it meant there was a reprice for the better right so uh so that's what you hope for when you get these 8:30 uh announcements on any uh tuesday or wednesday morning Absolutely. I
1: remember saying it being the year, we're going to see 3%, or we're going to see 7% this year. I somehow ended up being right. I feel like this is the top. I really, really do. I feel like there's so much fear and loathing priced into the bond market right now that just anything that is even somewhat anti-inflationary, even somewhat anti-consumer spending, because that's been a big part of it too. It has been amazing, the American consumer, how they have just continued to spend money. In the yeah. face of this inflation, it's, it's befuddling the, the brightest economic minds in the world how Americans are just drunken spending still uh, in the face of record inflation, really.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This is
1: the last week in Mortgage Today. I'm Rich Dwarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. This week, joined by the president of Family First Funding, Gabe Gillen. And uh, any questions, comments anybody has, go ahead and throw them in the chat, the QA, and we'll incorporate them into the show. Gabe, uh, sticking with the positive train of thinking here, um, we uh, had Rod, the show I do with Rob Chrisman on Friday. We had the FHA commissioner, Julia Gordon, on this past Friday. She was phenomenal, uh, was great, and answered tons of questions and, you know, didn't come out and say 100% for sure FHA MIP reduction is coming, but basically said it's it's highly likely. We're just trying to figure it out and tied in with the 23 budget, so um Again, something positive that we have coming in the horizon, something that a lot of leaders in our industry have called for for some time now. With the reserve fund at, at you know healthy levels, delinquency is still low. So uh, something I'm sure that uh, leaders like yourself are are looking forward to. Every little bit helps, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, but here, but here's well, so I'll, I'll talk about that. A couple of different points on that. I've been saying to my sales staff that I expected that to happen since probably fourth quarter last year right and it's just a matter of time it's not if it's just when right um and i saw that she that it's announced that it's going to come out with the 2023 budget right announcement but i googled and searched and scoured and even tried to see when the 2022 budget came out just to kind of get a date there did she share that with you because i was traveling on friday so i didn't i didn't hear that i didn't tune in i don't think their
1: budget—they're a government organization, so you gotta be able to find it somewhere. They're not—I have not seen any like uh, you know headlines or news releases ever on FHA's budget. So
0: I'm just assuming
1: around the end of the year. I don't
0: know. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I sort—I lost about ten minutes of my life, and I'm pretty good with Google, but for whatever reason, I couldn't find it. Um, but yeah, and so so the second part of that is that. Yes, I think when 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 that change, when the MIP changes or whether it's the upfront life alone, whether it's the monthly, those changes typically spawn another refi, mini little refi boom, right? At least a streamline, you know, opportunities and such. Um, but a big part of getting a streamline to work is a lender credit. Right to give that lender credit to the bar, so that their costs are covered, or so that some of their what they have to bring to the table, or you know avoiding an appraisal can can occur. Right, if there's no premium in servicing values, if there's no yield spread, no service release premium, right, there's it's going to make it it's going to limit that as well. So that's kind of my new thought is, wow, This is great if and when it happens, and it should happen based off of you know all this data and uh, you know where their MIP fund is at. The reserve fund. But when it does, can we help that many people? Or is this going to really help more, you know, existing FHA clients? Is can we help them? Or is this going to be more used for new first-time home buyers? Right. And I and um, so I think if 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 both of those things can kind of both happen early next year, then great. Then it could be a perfect storm for saving a lot of people a lot of money and really putting them in, you know, a better financial position than they've been in for a while. Even if it's not today, but you know, getting rid of that life of loan mortgage insurance is um, is significant.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing, but, but to your point, it is a it is a demand catalyst, right? In a market where we have much more demand than supply, so to your very astute point, like you know, hopefully this is uh, dovetails um, with some help on the inventory side of things, because. Um, yeah, I mean, I even like even this year. I mean, there's been talks at first time home buyer tax or things they've done in the past to help spur the housing market. But we have a supply issue right now, and a lot of people have said, "Listen, we shouldn't do anything to stoke demand right now when you got this kind of market." But the FHA thing, to your point, it's way overdue. I remember as well talking on this show a year ago, yeah. before like it's got to be coming, right? Q one could be tomorrow,
0: probably- could be next month, right? And and I stopped saying it because <laughs> you know it was just uh, I was wrong. One of the other things Julia talked about is they have a comment
1: period open right now um, for lenders to opine just on uh, low uh, low balance loans in general. Which this has been a big sticking topic for me forever. I just you know I remember working for my you know running lending for a bank and the high cost lending limits, and we were like right in the city of Cleveland, we were doing a lot of low loan amount uh, affordable lending and. You know the caps on fees as a percentage of um loan amount to not trigger like high cost lending stuff, and and uh, yeah, you get like thirty forty dollars dollars loan. Like, I remember losing money to make those deals. Um, you know, we, we hear all the time our members talk about the same with like the state bond programs. Like, these are programs that are designed to help people that are great programs, yet you're almost disincenting the lenders to do the deals because they're difficult and you can make no money on them. So I could just tell by the way she was talking, like they are aware of that. And, you know, I think they want to do everything they can to help encourage lenders to make loans to everybody. Um, so it was promising this administration in general, forget about the politics, just the housing leaders. Yeah. It is refreshing that they want to talk to lenders and they want to have their ear to the ground. Uh, Cause it's, we haven't always had that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I- I'm a part of a a few um, associations as well that, that really drives and kind of lobbies for, for the industry, right. For the industry as a whole, but not just the depositories, but also the IMBs out there. Um, And, and it has, there's been a lot more reception this year. I mean, it has felt like that for at least this year, last year and a half. Um, And so, yeah, so it's, it's positive. And uh, I guess uh, we can all be optimistic that, um, that some of these things don't just sound good, but they'll actually, come out and we'll get some nice results as a result of it. And, and really at the end of the day, most of these programs are to help the, the people that, you know, the, uh, the, the, to help people that the program was established for. Right. So low to moderate income, you know, um, first time home buyers, um, minorities. And, and if it's not serving that the public in that sense, then it's really not fit. It's not fitting its mission either. So it is very important that you know they heed the the advice of the industry to make some changes that that can you know really make a dramatic effect on on helping people you know achieve a home ownership.
1: Very well said some good stuff in the chat in the Q&A from our good friend, Bob Niemi. I know some people buying the inflation cycle, a lot of fears. The next year, the same item could cost them twice as much It's a thought to consider. I think that's what we're seeing now. I, consumer spending has to calm down. I know we're going into the holidays and all that, but just it, it feels like consumer, the Fed right now is dying for consumer spending to wane. And quite frankly, they're dying for higher unemployment as well. Um, all stuff that would, uh, you know, ease a little the the heat, uh, the inflationary heat. Uh, so, yeah, good, smart comment by Bob. I think that's part of what's going on right
0: now. No, it absolutely is. And I, I see somebody put something in the Q&A. Uh, let's see. Brian, uh, Brian. Oh, like the
1: EPOs. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah that's a, if, if my scenario plays out where we go, you got fear and loathing baked into the market. We yeah. get in positive inflation data. You get a big rally in the mortgage bond market and we're, say, five percent even. I mean, know your EPO, your early payoff policies. You know, if you're a mortgage lender right now, just in this climate where a lot of the purchase loans that you're doing right now or refis could be refis four or five months from now.
0: Yeah. I mean, so that was, that was kind of a lesson learned, you know, uh, from the COVID years, right. From the last two years, I think because we had every company, the industry as a whole had just a ton of, a ton of EPOs that came back. Um, I'm not talking about even, you know, repurchase and loan defect stuff that we're seeing now from that same period of time. But the EPOs were so, so um, prevalent because rates dropped very quickly and everyone was refinancing. Right. And um I think lenders had to learn lessons from that if they didn't already have some policies and some structure in place where, um, you know, we, we now have triggers and analytics that tell us when these periods end. And, uh, you know, analytics that check the system to make sure, you know, a new loan isn't disclosed prior to a certain date for that same borrower on that same property, just because, you know, it can it can cost lots and lots of money. And it can be a big, a big loss for for the company. And then, you know, depending on your for your loan officers, you know, you, you're going to fight, you're going to try to fight and take that money back from a loan officer in this market where, you know, everyone's recruiting, uh, the big, big, bigger companies are recruiting every day. It's tough. So you guys, so you have to, be, you have to have some controls in place to make sure, you know, especially this time around, if you didn't have them last time around, it's really important to put that stuff together. I would say now, and let's hope for, let's hope for a March, FHA, uh, MIP reduction, and uh, and a 4% coupon. <laughs> From
1: your lips to uh, God's ears or whoever everybody's listening to is uh, <laughs> praying to in this cycle. So this is the last week of Mortgage Today. I'm Rich Swabinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. This week, joined by Family First Funding CEO, Gabe Gillen. Gabe, Equifax made some news this week, good news. We've had some bad Equifax uh, news releases over the course of the last couple of years. But uh, this one was just along the lines of, you know, we've talked a lot about alternative credit. Another thing that FHFA just did and FHA um, starting to consider rental history. Why not? It's the biggest payment for a lot of people. If you're making it on time, it should be relevant, right? Just because not in the credit report, common sense lending, Um And Equifax came out today and said that they're now going to start to deliver um, utility bill payments with their regular mortgage credit reports. You know, before we go out and praise Equifax for, you know, some innovative uh, move here, this is something they've always done and really used to charge for. And I think just the the way, maybe some of the bad press that they've caught in the past combined with, You know, the push for affordable home ownership and alternative credit and FICO is not everything. It was good to see Equifax did this. So, you know, as we've talked about throughout the show, every every little bit helps and this helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I had heard previously, um, you know, Experian had some kind of a boost thing that you can do as well. Like a consumer could go on to Experian and, and do something and actually kind of manually push it you know push some of those bills but um i don't know that the the agencies accepted the, that those results it may have been more for consumer use but yeah no i mean every every little bit helps every little bit helps and and quite honestly like you said you know rent um cell phone bills uh utility bills those are likely the most you know the the probably the bills that are paid on time you know so uh hopefully that will help or it'll it'll give some um, you know additional positive trade lines to the consumers as well. I always say you know the mortgage may not get paid first, probably the car, probably the cell phone bill, you know the uh, the cable or the you know internet TV uh, bill because those are things you can't live without. But uh, you know the mortgage you can they, somehow there's a way to figure that part out. But the things that the those those um, those key those key things like drive into work, right, and having your toys, I feel, I feel like uh, those, that's part of, I think, why consumer spending keeps happening, right, and why we're so shocked, but, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so shocked with how, uh, how all of Americans kind of spend, but, um, yeah, having that data added to the credit report definitely will, I can't imagine it's going to hurt the vast majority of people.
1: Yeah. You know, you would, it would be interesting to, we, you know, we look and we see in our industry, like the mortgage delinquency data, it's something that, you know, we constantly uh, hear and see and talk about. It would be interesting to see the delinquency stats on car loans. Um, I guess phone, the phone bill may be the 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 most paid bill.
0: Yeah. Well, I think phone and car, right. I think uh, because you can't work without, or, you know, most people can't. Well, I guess now, I'm, you know what, I, cra- I correct myself. Maybe prior to covid the car would have been right. But now with everybody working from home, you know, people may have sold their cars, right. They maybe they bought a bike or like an electric uh scooter or something, you know, just to get around town. But I think you're probably right. Probably cell phone. I live with four teenagers. So I, you know, I'm, <laughs> it's, it, that my brain
1: and I may be totally off. It's uh, but. um, So uh wrapping things up here, Gabe, you know, so here we are, we, we just entered Q4 of, of, you know, what has been, a tougher than expected year after two, much, much better than expected years. And uh, there's been a lot of movement in the market, a lot of M&A, as you alluded to, uh, lenders with a lot of time to really examine uh, their business model and tighten the screws and think about the model of the future and do all the little things that uh, good lenders like Family First do in these types of markets to, to gain market share on the other side so i would just to love to hear your broad perspective as we as we get into the fourth quarter of the year just you know the way as a as a leader and and a CEO of a, a really well established uh mortgage company where your mind is at right now as a leader uh, for our audience
0: yeah so uh, i i really think that lenders in general have their imbs so i'm not going to talk about depositories necessarily but they really have had three choices this year one of them was to downsize and just Get it down to uh, as, as small and as thin as you can, you know, and just kind of weather the storm, right? There's also a lot of merger and ac- acquisition activity. And that was an option. I think that that's probably slowed down for the most part. You know, if someone was going to sell their company, they probably should have done it, you know, nine to 18 months ago when, uh, when the outlook was a little bit better. But um, otherwise, I think the third option is really just to double down and invest in your company. Right, and invest in your growth, invest in efficiencies. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of the the that is the, the, the path we're taking. Right. Our path that we're taking is to try to grow into other markets. You know, maybe there's markets where margins for the corporate margins can be a little bit higher um, just because of competition or because of, uh, you know, saturation of 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 competitors. Um, and also, kind of tweaking, you know, the, the model, um, whether it be a branch model or a corporate model, but really just trying to find strong individual salespeople as well that we can really build around, or that we can add and plug into um, some of our sales teams that are that, that have been that have been really struggling a little bit, you know, volumes down. Um, so every little every extra loan helps the branch or the team or the you know the office so um so that's really what our focus has been our focus has been finding and identifying areas where we can expand um finding the right people you know not rushing to take on somebody else's problem meaning you know if a if a sales team is losing our competitor money you know we, we want to be very cautious and i would recommend that any mortgage lender you know, be cautious you know do, do your do do your due diligence more so now than ever just to make sure that you're not just saving somebody else you know, one of your, one of your competitors from uh, from something that's actually hurting them right now, right? So um, it is difficult. It's always been difficult to get a, a an honest review or recommendation, right, of a brand you're trying to bring a salesperson or even an operation person from, you know, who's, um, who's willing to be recruited or willing to entertain offers. Um, so now, some more than ever, I think, thanks to a lot of technology, a lot of vendors that have identified this as an opportunity for them, to compile this data and to be able to present some of this data you know we can make better decisions as an as a as an industry as business owners um and as you know the recruiting departments within any entity that's out there so yeah i think it's going to be a it's going to be a a cool winter at least uh in where you and i both live and um you know for different reasons but it's it i think that anybody who can weather this storm and you know work on some efficiencies you know, work on creating things that, that can save either the customer, improve the customer experience, save the some days or time off the life cycle of the, the loan process um, and or make, you know, you'd be able to handle more volume with without having to add additional staff. I think those are really the focuses that really everyone's been working on for the last three, four years. But if you haven't finished those. You know, that's really, that's something that I think is really important right now. And that's something that we're doing too, is we're finishing up a couple of projects that we probably started in, you know, Q4 of 19. And, um, you know, last three years are a bit of a blur as to um, why isn't that done yet? You know, let, let's let's refocus that. Or maybe there's something better today, you know, and really just staying aware of of what's available, um, you know, being, a, you know, speaking with your peers as well, see what they're doing and i think i think the those that remain standing when we fast forward 6 months from now um i think those those people have a greater appreciation for what the last 3 years have looked like and i think um you know the ones that share values and that 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 understand that there's a huge multi trillion dollar market out there and that yeah we can compete on a local level but there's tons of business you know i think those that share ideas are really setting themselves up um with as with other businesses to really to go and continue to grow and um you know survive the next turbulent time we run into
1: incredibly well said uh, some words of wisdom for our audience is uh We take you uh, into the end of the show. And uh, Gabe, really, really appreciate you coming on and and co hosting this week. Good to see you. Good to get caught up. Absolutely. Good luck to your Yankees, but I'd just be lying. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say go Yankees, but I don't want to, I don't want you to not invite me back for a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) And to our audience,
1: thanks as always for taking 30 minutes of your week out with us. So, we're here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern with the last week of mortgage today. Uh, those of you that listen on podcasts, or the mo- majority of you listen, uh, join our live broadcast uh, every Tuesday at 2. You go to mortgagecollaborative.com and, and find it on our event calendar there. So until next Tuesday, have a great rest of the week, everyone.
0: Take care, Gabe. Good. Thanks, Rich. I'll text you at around 8. All eastern. Right. Right. <laughs> right, have a good one. Take care. Take care.